so he says for this cause the word of God was ministered unto them however when the people that the word of God came unto the word of God did not profit them the message of God did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith are you with me here any message I'm going to preach to you I'm going to teach you in the year 2021 there is a need for you to mix it with faith for it to work for you you see the bible as we see it all right it's very powerful it's a weapon as the bible calls it however it can equally be um, a disadvantage to you or it can also not be beneficial to you because you do not mix the word of god with faith so if you are going to receive any miracle from here today if you are going to receive any miracle in this year there is a need for you to mix the word of god with faith don't mix the word of god with your doubt don't mix your word of God with your offenses. Don't mix the word of God with your feelings. Don't mix the word of God with what you think. But mix the word of God with what? Faith. So there is a need for you to have faith in the service. Whether I call your name or I do not call your name prophetically, the messages that comes from the pulpit are equally potent as a prophetic word. Are you with me here? Yes. Come on church, are you with me here? Yes. So there is a need for you to begin to develop faith even as the message of God comes to you. Now, as I teach on this, this is my confidence. I would like you to follow me carefully and write as the Lord speaks to you. You see, whilst I was uh, growing up alive at the age of five when I lost my dad, um, getting to the age of six, the way I was burying him and all that, and I was told that he um, was going to America, blah, 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 and all that. And, he has traveled outside the country and is going to buy gifts for me and all those things. But on the day of his burial, something happened. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Yes, something happened. On the day of his burial, uh, he woke me up from sleep and he sent me under a tree. And he held my hands and told me, go to your uncle and tell him I said he should take care of you. Watch this. This wasn't a dream. This was a physical act. Where my father, who was there, came to me physically, held my hands, took me out of the room, and held my hands under a tree, and told me that you go to your uncle and tell him that he should take care of you. Now, guess what? When that happened, also, I began asking my, I went to my uncle, told him that they can attest to it. But in all those things that happened, I, as young as I was, five, six years, I was asking myself questions. Are you here with me? I was asking myself questions. What's going on with me? What's happening? Why am I seeing the dead? Because in those days, um, you were told that when you see the dead person, it means something, blah, 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 blah. But I do not really have that mentality since I was a kid. And I began inquiring from the spirit. Suddenly, I developed an interest about spirits. I developed an interest with regards to the supernatural. I began asking myself questions and delving deeper in the spirit. I began reading about spirits and all that. Then as I was growing up, you see, we used to live at Obongo. You have Obongo top and Obongo down. Are you here? Now, and my mom also left and all that, so we were with our auntie at Obongo down. I usually take a show from the GRE, Obongo GRE, then to uh, the total finish station. At first, it was called On The Run. There was a, a, a supermarket or a restaurant there called On The Run. Those of you don't know that, on the Legon Church. Legon First Junction, okay. There was a, a restaurant there called On The Run. So I take a show from the GRA there and to On The Run and I walk back. So I usually do that when I'm actually emotional, I'm actually thinking. So I do that, I walk there, come back, and I cry on the way and I come back. Sometimes I sink and I come back, sometimes I break. 
One day I was worshiping, as good as my voice was, I was worshiping and I was coming back. Then I met a madman. And this madman saw me and said, You are mad. Okay, in it and there. That same evening, I was going to sleep at my uncle's place at Opongoto. <laughs> okay, so as I was going to Opongoto, on the stretch from the Legon route of Bungo towards the Baolishi traffic light, there is a bank at the left side called the Echo Bank. When I got there, I met another man, uh, another madman. On the same day, the madman saw me and said, You are mad. On one day, okay. I was very young. I think my dad should be like 12, that about or so. He said, You are mad. I didn't understand why I am meeting mad people telling me I am mad. Yet they are mad. And on a different week also, I saw a madman. I think I was back from school. And I usually have, I like the briefcase style. So I was holding my briefcase and I was walking. And this madman saw me. And when he saw me, he began doing my act. He held, he wasn't holding anything, but he did, he did like this. And he was smiling at me and he came to pass. I did not understand why I am meeting mad people. And they're telling me I am mad. And the ones that will not tell me I am mad are giving me signals. I did not understand. What is it with me with mad men? So I began inquiring, I'm still teaching, this is my confidence. And I began inquiring, like what? You see, I have heard about God, alright? I have heard people teach about God, I have heard preachers preach, we are used to be in SU. But I wasn't born again by then, get this. I wasn't born again then, but I was hearing about God, I was hearing preachers about Jesus Christ. I wasn't into God, but I was hearing, but suddenly God brought things to me that was pushing me closer to Him. And these things were not flashy things, these were madmen. So I began inquiring and suddenly as I was delving deeper and I gave my life to Christ, I began having certain encounters with spirits and I'm talking about demons, I'm also talking about angels here. Oh my goodness. I was having encounters and then one day the Lord ministered to me according to the book of Daniel chapter 11, the verse 32. He said that, and them that know their God shall do exploits for they that know their gods shall do exploit what is he did not say that they that hear of me they that hear of me they that know my picture they that put my picture in their room which is not even him he says for they that know their god shall do exploit they that know their god shall do more so your ability to be successful in 2021, your ability to be successful in any facet of your life, it is paramount to the fact that you know your God. It's not that you know God, but you know your God. So there is a difference between our God and my God. As I said the other time, that there's a difference between my man of God and our man of God. Are you here with me? So, what is going to make you successful this particular year is not the fact that you've heard about God. It's not the fact that you've been to uh, Sunday school, but it's of the excess that you know your God. You have a relationship with God. Why am I saying this? Because for you to be able to know your God, it means that you are going to walk in the Spirit. Are you here with me? You must of necessity walk in the Spirit and be of discerning. You cannot be a Christian in the year 2021 and going forward, and you will only rely on your five senses. Your five senses, be it touching, be it seeing, be it feeling, be it tasting and all that. These five senses, you as a Christian cannot rely on them from now going because we are in the end time. And in the end time, you cannot only rely on the five senses that you have as a human. If you only rely on your five senses as a human, you are not different from an animal, sorry to speak. Because these animals that we also have, have these same five senses. 
So what makes you different from this animal in this same year? What is going to differentiate you between you and the animal is that you are able to walk in the spirit. Are you here? What differentiates you between you and an animal is the fact that you are able to walk in the spirit. And there is a necessity for you to walk in the spirit because the things that are happening in this world from now going, listen, listen, you need the spirit of God and you need to be spiritual than physical. Because everything that we see in the physical happened in the spiritual. So whatever time that I saw the mad people in the physical, there was something that has been orchestrated in the spiritual. And whatever thing that is happening to you now in the physical right now has already been programmed in the spiritual. So if you have access and control over the spiritual, you equally have control over what happens to you in the physical. Are you here? Whatever has happened to you or is happening to you in the physical right now, you allowed it because you did not counter it. Are you here with me? Before anything happens in the physical, it's already played a role in the spirit. As I've said earlier on, that the life that we are living is not a life event. It's not an L-I-V-E event. It is an already lived event. Your life that you are living, the destiny that you are praying to God to attain another, it's already played down by God. It's already in record. But you have a responsibility to work in that thing or to veer off. But your ability to be able to work in the alignment of God is you being in tune with the Spirit of God. Then you will know this is the will of God for me and I must walk this path. If not that, you will equally see another way which looks like your way and you walk in there. But that way was given to you by the devil. Are you here with me? So there is a need for us to be spiritually discerning. There is a need for us to be very spiritual this year. We cannot walk by our five senses only in this year and going forward. Because it's going to get better than bad. Are you here? Even as darkness grows dark in the world, darkness is going to grow dark in. The the, 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 the world is going to get darker. All of you need to go and watch a movie or a series called Next. N-E-X-T. Next. It's a series. Just you just download episode 1, the first season, and watch from episode 1 to episode 4. You'll understand when it comes, what I've been telling you about the um, the vaccine, the chip, and the IA. You see, there is an artificial intelligence coming, which I believe personally, even even I've been saying it, and even the movie also comes to confirm it. That is going to cause the, the... Altering of people's emotions that is even going to cause the third world war that is going to be able to wipe off about one third of the population of the world According to scripture that a third world war is going to happen and people do not know how the third world war is going to happen Others have projected there's going to be a religious war. Others have said other things and other things But see it is going to be an IA thing artificial intelligence thing Artificial intelligence. Just by what the movie, you understand what I'm trying to say. I won't talk about that. But I want you to understand this world that we are living in is more spiritual than physical. And everything that happens in the physical can be controlled in the spiritual. Are you here? If you have control over the spiritual, you have control over whatever comes to you. You have control over whatever happens to you in the physical. Now, what am I saying in the book of Exodus 15, the verse 8 to the verse 9? I want, to, I want to reveal some things to you because some of you do not really know this. But things that have been, are happening to you in the physical are being controlled in the supernatural. Exodus 15 verse 8 to 9. But read the verse 9 for me first and we go to verse 8. Exodus 15, 8 to 9. Mm-hmm. Move on please. Verse 9. Mm-hmm. The enemy boasted, mm-hmm. I will chase them and catch up with them. I will plunder them and consume them. I will flash my sword 
by a powerful hand will destroy him. So this was Pharaoh telling us that he is going to, after he had let Moses and the, uh, the Israelites leave Egypt, he said that he will go after them again. You, have, you told them, go your way now. I have let you people go. I have freed thee. But suddenly, he did something. He went after them again. So this was Pharaoh. Say he's going to go after them again. And he's going to kill them. He's going to plunder them. He's going to do whatsoever he wants to do to them. But guess what happened in the verse 8, please? At the blast of your breath, the waters piled up. So this was Moses. The book of Exodus is written by Moses, okay? And this is Moses giving us an account of what happened at the Red Sea. And this is what happened. Uh-huh. The surging water stood straight like a wall. So the, the water stood what? Straight. Like what? A wall. Uh -huh. In the heart of the sea, mm -hmm. the deep waters became hard. Mm -hmm. The enemy boasted, mm -hmm. I will chase them and catch up with them. I will plunder them and consume them. No, I will smash my soul. Some of you are not watching this. You rather in the Bible, we get to know physically, we all got to know that what caused the miracle of the parting of the Red Sea, of dividing the Red Sea into two, was the fact that it was Moses that stretched the rod, right? Oh, we all know that, right? Do we all agree? According to Bible, right? That when Moses got to the Red Sea, what he did was he stretched for the rod against the water, and the water parted into two equal parts. And the people, the Israelites, were able to pass on dry land, and they crossed over. And when um, Pharaoh and his people were coming back to him, the sea began coming together, right? But the verse 8 says something, please, please, let's get what happened. It's not, you see, for us, we saw Moses stretching up the road, but something happened. Hmm? Verse 8, mm -hmm. at the blast of your breath. So at the blast of your breath, at the blast of your nostrils, at the blast of your nose. In other words, what actually caused the Red Sea to part into two equal parts was God actually blasting his nose. It was God actually blowing his nose, and the, the blowing of the nose of God caused the Red Sea to part into two equal parts. I'm not the one saying, it's not what I think, what scripture is saying. Moses is giving us an account of what actually happened with the Red Sea. That we thought that it was Moses that worked at the miracle by stretching up the rod to part the Red Sea into two. Moses said, it is the blast of your nostrils that caused the Red Sea to part into two equal parts. And he said, the sea stood up straight like a rock. He said what? The sea, the water stood up straight like what? A wall. So you were told, Moses divided the rod sea with the rod. But what you did not know that happened in the spiritual that Moses gave us access to was the fact that it was God's blowing his nose. You, when you blow your nose, what happens? So if God blowing his nose in the spiritual that no one saw, but it caused the earth and the water to divide into two equal parts that we saw physically, that it means that there's something in the spiritual controls what happens in the physical. Oh, are you here with me at all? Yes. So the earth that as we see it right now is being controlled by the spiritual. So if something is about to happen or is supposed to happen to you, if we are able to handle it in the spiritual, it can or it cannot happen depending on whether it is good or bad. Oh, are you here with me? Yes. Are your eyes opening to this? So you ever thought that it was the rod that opened the Red Sea? My goodness. There are many things that happen in the spiritual that because we do not see them happening, we are ungrateful to God. We are ungrateful to God because we do not know the kind of battle that are fought on our behalf that we do not have access to see. And Bible says, if everything Jesus Christ did were written in the books, the books, the whole books of the earth are not able to contain it. So imagine what God is doing for you and to you behind the scene that you are not seeing. 
it, be, it is because your mind is too small to comprehend what God is doing for you that you cannot see. The volumes of your wisdom is not able to comprehend the power of God behind you. And that is how come you are able to sleep and you wake up and you do not know what caused you to wake up. Because there is a force that is waking you up. There is a force that is causing you to sleep. You are not sleeping because you are tired. Because there are days where you are tired yet you have sleepless night. <laughs> and you do not get awake because it is morning. Sometimes you are awake in the evening and you cannot sleep. My goodness. So there is a force that is behind whatever that happens to us on earth. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3. 2 Corinthians 3, uh, 10 verse 3. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God through the pulling down of what strongholds and imaginations and anything that exalts itself about the knowledge of God. I think that's verse 4. But you read the verse 3 for me. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Mm-hmm. We are humans. We are humans. But we don't wait. But the weapons of our warfare, they're not words. They're not of the flesh. As much as we are humans, the war that we fight, the, the battle we have, it is not according to sword and guns. Now, because you have said, when you pain, now go for it, now when you pain, hammer, now the hammer come. Now, the weapons of our warfare, they are not fleshly, they are not carnal, they are not physical, but they are what? They are spiritual. And Bible says that they are mighty true God. Are you here with me at all? They are not just mighty, Bible says they are mighty true God. They are mighty what? True God. So the weapon that we have that is very powerful to be able to cause a deliverance in our life, to be able to cause us in the path that we must walk in, it is because it is mighty because of God. Are you here with me? So the Bible we have here, it is powerful, it is a weapon through God. So that we must mix it with faith for it to be profitable to us. So there are people that read the word of God and it doesn't make sense to them because it, they have not mixed the word of God with faith. Oh, are you here at all? Are you here? So the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds now. Casting down imaginations. What you must do this year is to cast down imaginations. And anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God in your life. Now, imagination, say, please listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Any imagination in your mind that the enemy tried to play in your mind that says that you will not make it in life, that this and this will happen to you, and this and this will happen to you, those are imaginations that the enemy plays. These are games, they are mind games the enemy plays with you. One of the major things you have to do this year, you have to cultivate and learn to do this year, is to win the battle of the mind. Are you here? One of the things you have to cultivate this year is to win the battle of the mind. And again, you hear the scripture as a man thinketh, so is he. Listen, if the enemy is able to succeed in your life, to make you think in a particular way, he has succeeded in directing what happens to you physically. Are you here with me? So, you must be able to win the, the war in your mind. The, your mind right now is a battlefield. And as you are thinking in your mind that like, this is happening to my life, or oh, my education, I cannot finish school, oh, as you are, you, as the enemy allows you and he successfully makes you think like that, you will still not finish. This is not going to work. As the enemy succeeds to make it like that in your mind, establish that in your mind, it will not work in the physical because the spiritual controls the physical. 
And your mind is a battleground, it's a spiritual battleground. So anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. So you've been given a prophecy for your life that you'll be this and this and this in a particular year. But as the year draws near, as the month draws near, the things are not manifesting. And the enemy is saying that forget the prophecy. He said, anything that exalts itself above the knowledge of the word of God, you must pull it down. Are you here with me? It is your duty to pull down that, not that knowledge that the enemy is putting in your mind. It is, your, it is your responsibility, not my responsibility. I can only guide you on how to pull it down. But when you are on your own and that mentality comes, when that enemy is playing that, that CD, that, 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 that clip for you, you must cast it down. Are you here with me? When the devil is making you sorrowful in your mind, you must cast it out. It is your duty. It, it, is, the, it is mighty through God. It is mighty, but it is through God. It is not just mighty, but it is mighty through God. To the pulling down, these are strongholds, a particular path, pattern of thinking, a particular doctrine. I mean, I can only pray for 15 minutes, so a particular pulling down of these strongholds. That God cannot perform certain miracles, He can do this, but He cannot do this. Pull that stronghold down. We don't believe in tongues, pull that stronghold down. We don't, we don't believe in miracles. How dare you? <laughs> so the kingdom of God is not in words, but it's in the demonstration of power. How dare you not believe in miracles? Pull that strongholds down. So as we are about crossing over to 2021, there were many people only waiting for the crossover, but they forgot that there can be a miracle that can be given to them within the space of a December to uh, 2020. So they were only waiting for a crossover. And the miracle that was available unto them in 2020, they missed it. Many of you have missed miracles that you were supposed to receive in 2020 because your perception was about 2021. But there were parts of our warfare, not canal. You are fighting a canal battle. You hear something that people have said about you, you hear people insult you, and you go to them directly. Oh, now, say, 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 say. Come on, deal with it. A secret. They will come and apologize to yourself. They themselves will come and confess that, oh, many wicked man can't hear about the whole people we are not. Sorry. You've not seen that happen before, right? I see that happening most of the times. The weapons of our warfare are not canal. When we see people come and say we are sorry, even though you are wrong, they will come and come and say they are sorry. Because we are dealt with it in the spiritual. The weapons of our warfare, they are not canal. I don't want to see any of you exchanging words this year. I don't want to see any of you having grudges against yourselves this year. It shouldn't happen. Because the weapons of our warfare are not canal. And yet, talk back and I talk, it is spiritual. Can we deal with it spiritually? Yes. Or are you with me, somebody? Yes. The, the, the weapons that we have, they are not canal. They are mighty. They are mighty. See, my weapon is mighty. My weapon is mighty. Oh, come on, my weapon is mighty. We don't have a small weapon. We have a, a weapon that is mighty through God. And that's the word of God that we have. Anytime anything comes in mind that is of negativity, begin to pick up the word of God and begin to confess what the word of God says about you. I'm a tree planted by the rivers of waters. My leaves shall not wither. I will not fail. For, 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 he, for his stripes, I am healed. 
for, for by him he became poor that I might become rich. I dare not believe what is happening to me in my life. I believe the word of God. Because we are putting down these strongholds the enemy is putting in our minds. This imagination the enemy is putting in our minds. I am a new creature. Oh my God, but my old ways have passed away. Even if the enemy tempts me to go this way, I will not go that way. I will go the way of the Lord. Why are you with me at all? So whatever the imagination that the enemy presents to you, even about death, you see yourself in a casket, you dream, you see yourself in a casket, you dream, you see yourself in a school uniform, hey, wake up, this is not me. This is what the word of God says about me. You begin to cast out that imagination. You don't wake up on your bed and you are crying. You don't wake up on your bed and you are thinking, hey, what will I do? Hey, my main friend Bishop, my main friend Pastor Peter, my main friend Pastor Divine. No, 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 no. Cast it out, begin to confess and cast it out. Before you begin, before you even begin to think of any pastor, cast it out. One thing people don't know that when we're having a long fast, before you guys your birthday program, and I was having a long fast on behalf of you guys. And what was happening to me was it was as though my head was being hooked. When I sneezed, it was as if a part of my brain has come out with blood. You can see like something like a clot, like I said, oh my goodness. I said, I said, I said, my dream one, yeah, a child baby and another. And I was fasting then. On <laughs> the long fast line I do most of the times. When I came to minister, but you did not know that I was trying to finish something. I'm there, if I blow my nose, I'll hear it in my head. It's like there's a song in my head. But I began, so I said, no, I would still fast. The aim, so I know this. So I don't tell people that, okay, I'm going through this. So then someone said, Francis, I'm a friend of a friend of a hospital. I don't want to go to hospital. Because if I'm able to go to hospital because of this particular issue, I cannot defeat this issue anymore. So I went straight there through this thing. Okay, I'm okay. Last day, if I lie to them, so I'll be healed. I'm okay. If I lie to them, I'm okay. <laughs> no, but the, the thing here is that I not allow these to overpower me, but allow the spiritual to take control of our way. Because if I had allowed them to go to health hospital, if anyone presents themselves with this same issue, I cannot deal with it. Are you here with me? So I dealt with it in the spiritual first. And no wonder 31st night, see the healing that we did. The guy called, one of the guys called me, the way he was thanking me. I was like, thank God for that. Are you here with me at all? So you must first deal with things spiritually and then you can control them physical. So even if it is sickness in any form, or a, a sickness where they are meaning, no! Begin to learn how to deal with it spiritually. Even if it is called menstrual pains, deal with it spiritually. Not so, eh, no, eh, natural, eh, eh, mad, eh, eh, because your Bible, my term with that. Probably compose it, but maybe I'll teach you one day. No, 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 no. As a matter of fact, we should have a problem when a baby is being born nine months. So, okay, you know, just cross it. Because the nine months was actually a curse in the book of Genesis. So, if we say we are in grace, why are we still working in the curse? After 2,000 years, everyone is still giving birth nine months. Who told you Cain and Abel were conceived nine months? Did the Bible ever told you Cain and Abel were conceived nine months? It's okay. I don't want to compare. I'm teaching on this is our confidence. Hallelujah. Yeah. Please move with me. So, 
All these things are happening in the spirit world. And for you to be able to cast it down, you need the weapon of God, which is mighty through God, through the pulling down of the strongholds, imaginations, and anything, anything that presents itself and exalts itself above the knowledge of God. So anyone who comes to you and tries to behave like they are bigger than God, don't allow them succeed. Are you here with me? Do not allow them succeed. And anything that presents itself, this is our confidence. But they that know your God, they will do exploit. So anything that comes to you, presents itself to you, try to eradicate the vision of God that you have for yourself and for the year. Know that those who know their God will do exploit. So you must know. First, I must know God. Then I can be able to do more for God. But are you here with me? Yes, so when people, when, some of you, when they're having arguments about Trinity, you can't even defend it. You can't even talk some. My friend, Pastor, I want scripture. <laughs> when they're talking about God, you can't defend it. You cannot defend it. You don't know God. You only hear about God, but you don't know God. Do you know God? Ask yourself, do I know God? Do, do I really think I know God? Like, do I really know God? Do I ask yourself, do I know about God or I know God? Be sincere to yourself. Are you sure you know God or you know about God? There are two different things. But those who are able to do more, they are able to do exploits. They are people who know their God. Are you here? If these things are trying to present itself and become higher than what God has already told you, understand that if God be for us, Oh, come on. I said, if God be for us. You see, some of us quote all these things, but because we don't know our God, we just quote it as scripture. But when we are going through things, we forget this curiosity that the way in your Bible has said. And when you are going through something, and someone is quoting scripture, it gets you annoyed. Because you feel that is not what is needed at that time, but that is actually what you need. But you don't know that that is a weapon that is mighty through God. So you want something else other than the word of God. And yet that is what you need. That pill that you are taking is not what is going to heal you. It is God that is going to heal you. Because even the doctors depend on God. I thank God Jesus. says, for if God be for us, who can be against us? That is our confidence this year. That is my confidence this year. I do not care who presents themselves. I do not care who stands before me. I do not care which spirit comes to stand before me. God be for me. Therefore, no one can be against me. Right now, why I'm going to I don't fight with men. <laughs> I deal with spirits. Are you here with me? Oh no. I, I don't think I'll have issues with men again. Probably with spirits. Because I know my God. One. And two, I know God is with me. And no one can be against me. You, you, you test cannot. You will begin to love me like you don't know. You will not even know why you love me, but you just love me. Not because I prophesied to you before, but you will just love me. And that is why, because no one can be against me. Because God is for me. The book of Daniel, chapter 3, the verse 6. Down, 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 down. Daniel 3, verse 6. Please listen carefully. This is about the three Hebrew boys, or the three Hebrew brothers. 
Some of you already know the story, but again, I'm going to open your eyes to certain things here. That this is our confidence this year. That regardless of what exalts itself, tries to exalt itself about the prophetic word of God for our life, the plans and resolution that we have for God this year, whatever exalts itself, we know that if God be for us, nothing at all can be against us. I was watching a documentary. There was a lady that had about nine accidents in 2020. She alone, one girl, had about nine accidents. And every time she is in the ICU, emergency unit, every time, one person, one person. Imagine the number of money you spent on sickness in 2020, or even a year past. Please wait for me. Daniel chapter three verse six. Downwards, uh huh. And whosoever does not fall down and worship. So this was the king Nebuchadnezzar saying that I have made an image that everyone in the town must worship, but whosoever does not worship it, what will happen? Shall the same hour be cast into the midst of a burning? So fire. there was a burning fire being presented down as a form of fear to make you afraid and not do what God wants you to do, but to do what the imagination wants you to do, to do what the king wants you to do. And this imagination is a king and a queen in your life, in your head, in your mind. And he said that if you don't do this, this and this will happen to you. So instead of you doing what God has already told you, you are afraid. So you want to do what the enemy has told you to do. Move on, please. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bow to the ground and worship the gold statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. Mm -hmm. They said to the king, mm -hmm. Long live king. Mm -hmm. You issued a decree requiring all the people to so bow down. So there is a decree in the realms of the spirit right now, and even in this dispensation, that in the dispensation, there are going to be a lot of false teachers. You see, I was saying the other time that it is more dangerous to have a false teacher than to have a false prophet. And in this dispensation, I told you again that we'll have people changing their name from prophets to apostles. We will have a lot of apostles coming up and they will say they want to teach, they want to teach. Everyone will become deep. And in the, in the, in the quest of becoming deep, people will become, begin to preach the doctrine from demons. And yet we will call it deep, reveal, 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 man of God, you are deep. Yet this man is a false teacher. And this begins to build up an imagination in your mind. Against even God. Okay, move on. You issue the decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship so, the Lord. So there is a decree for you to bow down in this atmosphere, in this year, for you to bow down in your mind. To bow down and give up on whatever you are going to do. To give up on your life, to give up on your education, give up on your ministry, give up on your marriage, give up on your business. There is a decree, but that's what happened. At the sound of the musical instrument, mm -hmm. that decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing fire. Okay. But there are some Jews. Oh, but there are what? Some Jews. There are what? Some Jews. What do they do, please? Who are put in charge of the province mm -hmm. of Babylon. Mm -hmm. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They did what? Pay no attention. They did what? They pay no attention. I'm looking for believers who will be called, but there are some people. But there are some Ayamites. There are some Ayamites yeah. who paid no attention to the imaginations and thoughts of the enemy. Oh, are you here at all? Yeah, sure. I am looking for people, believers 2021, 2022, 2023, going forward, who will not pay attention to the words of the devil in their mind. 
They will not pay attention to the gimmicks that and the game that the enemy plays with them. They will not pay attention to it. If the enemy is trying to bring something up in your life, you will not pay attention to it. Are you here? Yes. Move on, please. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gods mm. that you refuse, have set up. Refuse to focus on that thing. Refuse to focus on that thing. Refuse to focus on that imagination. Refuse to focus on that stronghold in your life. Refuse to focus on that problem and focus on God. That problem will be settled. Mm. And Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage. He got bored. The king got bored. Why will you not and, worship this thing? And ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. Mm-hmm. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said, said to them, this. I love this. I it love is this. true. Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my God or to worship the goals that you have set up? I will give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue I have. The devil is giving you one more chance to bow down or lose your life. That's what they tell you. I'm giving you one more chance or get disgraced. I'm giving you one more chance or you will not make it in life. The devil is giving you one more chance. Defer or you will not make it. I'm giving you one more chance. <laughs> okay. But I might have when you say I'm so controlled your own person, the devil was giving her one more chance. And she defer. You <laughs> see? Move on. But if you refuse, uh-huh. you will be thrown immediately into the blazing fire. Uh-huh. So if you refuse, you will fail. So you also refuse. Okay. And then what God will you be able to will be able to rescue you from and what God? And what God? And what God? Will be able to and what God will be able to rescue you from the hands of this furnace fire? But again, for those that those that know their God, he says, "What God will rescue you?" But for those that know, Christians. You see, Nebuchadnezzar thought that his God was more powerful than any other God. And if you are being put in the fire, what God? <laughs> you see, his problem was he thought that gods are things. Because he didn't say which God, but he says what God. He's talking about craving image, but he did not know that we do not serve craving images. We do not serve gods that were made by ourselves. How can I serve something that was made that I made it myself? I serve a God that's made me, not what I've made. How would I serve what I've made? Mm. Imagine. Move on, please. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, mm-hmm. O Nebuchadnezzar, mm. we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. Says, we are not careful. Yeah. We will not pick our words wisely. Yes, we so in to see your words. We said, we are not careful to speak to you. We will talk to you anyhow according to the word of God. When the problem comes, don't be careful to talk. Oh, I am healed in the name of Jesus. I declare by the power of God. Don't be careful. When you are praying, some of you are careful not to speak wrong words. You are careful not to make mistakes in your English words when you are praying. Don't be careful. He says, hey, king, we are not careful to speak to you. There are some things when they happen to you, forget, forget your English. Begin to speak tongues and toss to and toss and speak. We are not careful to speak. Are you here? Yes. Don't be careful about your words. Speak it. That's how I speak it. Speak it. We are not careful. Move on, please. We are not careful. Oh if goodness. it be so, mm. our God, whom we serve, mm. is able to deliver us from our the God, fire. whom we serve, and He will okay. deliver us. Out of your hands, mm, okay. Mm, mm, mm. But not, if only, not, not only from the burning fire, but from your hands also. 
Okay. Not only from the problem, but from the hands of the devil too. Okay. But if not, even if he doesn't do it, this is people who, these are people who know their God. These are people who do not know only about their God. Because if you know only about God, you would think that oh God is a capable God. He comes through for us and all that. That's all you know. But you know that there are some times where he keeps silent. If you know your God, you will know. So even if our God keeps quiet, we will not even bow because we ourselves we are able. You thought you thought he was saying that even if he, even if God doesn't come through for them, they will still not bow just because they, they want to be bent. No, they knew they had something in them too. Because if God doesn't want to come down and see them, they, they are here. Oh my goodness. So some of you are waiting for God to appear. Hey, my son, my daughter. Thou be healed. Thou be delivered. But knowing to you, God Himself has given you power over that particular situation. Where you will not give up on that situation, but you will stick to it. And when they do not give up, when they even say that statement, what happened? Move on. See, this statement they made was not because they believe God can also neglect them, but it was because they believe in what God has also placed in them. Are you here? So when this statement are made, don't think that it is because even if God doesn't come to, God always comes true. But maybe it's not in the form that you think. God comes true because you yourself, when you can present yourself, God has come true for someone. Me as I'm here, I am a miracle to you. Uh, me here, I am a representation of God that God has come true for you. <laughs> okay, move on. But if not, mm. let it be known to you, okay. Th- there's something coming here. That we will not serve thy God, mm. nor worship the golden image that you have set before thank us. Thank you, thank you. Move on. Then, then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury. And the form of his... Some of you didn't stand in Bob, I don't know. <laughs> okay. But you see, as I told this you, they fear. If you don't fear, if you make it bob, <laughs> then you will laugh out. You say, right, you say, like, Satan make you bob. Then he will laugh you. But if you turn the tables, where he will bob, where he will laugh. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You see, the devil thought he has already had you. But what he did not know was that it is working for your good. What he did not know, that if God be for us, hey. oh, he thought he has had you. When the devil meant it for evil, but the Lord turned it for our good, it leaves the enemy as shut. But what? But it shows that grace is at work. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's my own song. That's my own song. Go on, please. Go on, please. You see, this is our confidence. This is our confidence. This is our confidence. That no matter what the devil is doing, we are confident that the enemy will, God will leave the enemy at shock. He will make him know that grace is at work for our good. He will make him know that he is with us. My goodness. When, when the devil was tempting Job, he thought he had already had Job. He's going to strip him off of everything. But what he did not know, that God was going to restore everything much more than he has ever lost. And when God restored everything for Job, the devil was like, if I had known, I wouldn't have even persecuted him. If I had known, I wouldn't have even come against him. If the devil knew that you would become much more better than him, he would not come against you. Oh, you don't really know this. Uh, it's because he doesn't even know the plan of God for your life. The enemy only knows what he has already been said. He only knows what the familiar spirit gives unto him. But he doesn't know much more. So that's why he comes to persecute you, thinking that when he persecutes you, you die, then that's it. But he doesn't know that that thing is not going to lead you to your death, but it's going to make you much more alive. And as you are alive more, it's not only that you have hope, but that thing is going to become great. Oh my goodness. You have much more testimonies. We are in an arena of consistent testimonies. Amen. Uh, I said we are in an arena 
an arena of consistent testimony. Amen. The atmosphere of consistent testimonies has been set. Amen. Please move on, please. Move on, move on, move on for me. Something happened. Uh-huh. His face became distorted with rage. Mm-hmm. He commanded that the fire be heated seven times. This was a mistake that the devil was doing again. This was a mistake that Satan was doing again. This was a mistake that the king was doing again. The king commanded that the fire would be burnt up, fired up seven more times, much more, much more hotter than it has ever been. But the problem he did not know was that ah, the number seven is the number for perfection. What he knew that the number seven is the number for spirits. So as he heated the problem much more, what he don't know, he was invoking, he was provoking the presence of God. You see, the devil thinks that he's blowing you left and right, but what he did not know that is that he is provoking the presence of God in your sin. And Bible said when you were put in that particular fire, was a, a fourth man appeared. So suddenly, he said, is it not three men that we placed in that fire? Why is it there another fourth man? You see, what he did not know, that he was was praying that God should come down for his people. So what he was doing in a negative way, he was thinking he was going to kill them, but he did not know that he was actually praying that God would come true for them. What the devil does not know, that he is making the problem pile up, pile up, pile up. But it is getting to a particular frequency that will provoke God's attention in your sin. You see, it got to a point, a stage where their own ability can be overcome that t- t- situation. But it got to a point where that, that particular ability cannot overcome the situation. It's demanded for the presence of God. What the devil doesn't know, you say, you've not seen God before. Some of you have only heard about God. But what the devil doesn't know, that, that situation you are going through, it is actually provoking the presence of God in your life. What some of you begin to encounter God, and I saw God, and God told me this, and like, have what he did not know is that he is provoking God's presence. What you are going through, that the devil does not know, is that he is provoking God's presence in your life. Amen. So let it go on. Allow it. But understand that the presence of God is being provoked. I said the presence of God is being provoked. Amen. The presence of God is being provoked in that situation. Amen. The presence of God is being provoked in your business. You start, it's not working. You start, it's not working. The presence of God is being provoked. Ah, so he thinks he's tormenting you, he's blowing you. But he did not know that he's calling for God in the sin for him. That's what the devil doesn't know. But you see, says, when the afflictions are waging much more, then will I rejoice much more. Because I know that he's even calling for the attention of God for my for my sake. Hmm? There are some situations that call for the presence of angels, but there are some situations that call for the presence of God Himself. Mm. <laughs> you see, when the Israelites needed a deliverer, when they were crying to God, they were praying to God, God gave them Moses, which is a man of God to them. You see, when Sodom and Gomorrah were going through problems and they needed a deliverance from the, 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 the thing that was going on, God gave them angels. But when Shabbat, Mesut, and Abednego also needed a situation, when a situation, they needed a solution, God came Himself. There are three things. God can give you man, he can give you angel, and he can come himself. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe as he at all. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there is a degree of problem that you go through that God doesn't make the man of God come in anymore. He comes himself. Oh. There is a situation that God doesn't even send his angels anymore. He comes himself. Oh. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. The omnipresence. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let me conclude with this. 
he had a Bible makes us understand that and Goliath the Philistine presented himself to be a champion over the Philistines and he was supposed to conquer the Israelites again and David was supposed to go against them are you here please watch this see when you read the scripture the Bible says, and Goliath the champion of Philistine but you see for you to be a champion means you've been able to defeat in a war or in a battle. You cannot be called a champion unless you have won a battle. So meaning that this Goliath has won a battle before. He has won many battles before he, he was called a champion. Are you here? But you see, when he got before David, David said, my case is different. <laughs> he has won battles, he is a champion. He has won, this same thing has defeated people in their homes. It has defeated people in their families. It has defeated people in their ministry. It has defeated people in their schools, in whatever they are in their business. But when it got to David's turn, David said, my case is different. Mm. That why? So you come with me with swords and javelins and spears. But I come with you. I come to you. Ah, not with swords, but with the name of the Lord God. Oh, my goodness, my goodness. My case is different. My weapon is mighty true God. <laughs> so he's a champion. Yes, fine, you're a champion. But not in my home. See, you, you have to come to a realm of understanding that that sickness is a champion. That problem you are going through is a champion, but not in my home. Mm. How you be upstanding? You want to shout out in my home? This is the confidence that we have. That if God be for us, it can never happen in our home. Not in my home. Oh, come on, Christians, not in my home. Not in my home. See, it can be a champion of a Philistine, but not champion of an Israelite. So it can be a champion in somewhere else, but not champion of I am. So when quiet it means who I am. When quiet it means who I am. When quiet it means who your family. When quiet it means who family. No, no, no. Not in my home. So if it has defeated some people before, even if it has defeated my, my siblings before, my friends before, not in my home. Tell someone not in my home. The problem, the imagination can be a champion. It might have defeated people to make them calm down, but not in my home. Oh, come on, Christians. Not in my home. I want more time. Not in my home. We want to pray a prayer that, Father, this is our confidence that we have. 